Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we are going to talk about Star Control. We're not going to talk about that. We're talking about Star Control. <laughs> That's why you get crushed. That's that's true. That's true. Um, but before we do, we got some feedback. Uh, oh, Sean, no. Sean Courtney <laughs> wrote in to say, uh, I've got a surprise. He said he's surprised at me for not catching this. Sanford and Son was based on not Amos and Son. I said Aesop. Aesop and Son. I don't know where the hell I got that. Steptoe Step-toe. and Son. Steptoe. It's close to Aesop. Starring none other than Wilfred Bramble is Steptoe, a dirty old man. So, Do you know who Wilfred Bramble is? I don't know. I know who Wilfred Brimley is. I, it, you never get any older and you never die. Is that what he said? Diabetes. <laughs> that's, that's, he's got two things he's ever said. And I just said both of them. <laughs> you just summed up his life yeah. in one sentence. You will not die from diabetes. Um, and he said that... Uh, he said that. So Chris Folds is giving away 10 beers. And he says it reminds him... This is Sean again. Of the 2 meg slash 8 meg chip ram jumper on the Amiga 4000. Mm-hmm. Which came to be known as the free beer jumper. Because you just as likely to be able to get free beer as you would to be able to get 8 megs of chip ram. Mm. So this guy's better on the block. Yeah, Sean Courtney knows what he's talking about. I like how he badmouthed you for not knowing about Steptoe and Son. <laughs> you know, he doesn't know anything about that. Do you? Have you did you have any idea that'd been a show? I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was called Steptoe and Son. I knew it came from the from England. Just like someone mentioned some other shows that came from England. That that did you see? I guess that's not part of your. I didn't. Collective. I didn't write that down, but yeah. I I did see that there were. There's quite a few. Well, that, and we copy a lot of stuff in this do. country because we do. That's how we're not we, that we're not really that innovative. No, you know. Um, so we don't have any events to promote this week. If you have any Amiga events coming up in your area of the world and you'd like us to share them, uh, just write us at amigos at everythingamiga.com and uh, we will we will put the we'll put the word out. Aaron. We should start an event. You want to do that? What, what should we call it? Amiga West Virginia. Is that's original and insightful? Mm-hmm. And what do you think we draw to something like that? You and me. I'm thinking classic computer West Virginia, something like that. that you yeah. might get some action There's, on that. There might be some action in that. And maybe we can cross-promote it with something. What's mm-hmm. hot right now? How about... Uh, 21 Pilots? Now how about classic computer Final Fantasy Chrono Trigger 5000? Let's do it. I think it could happen. We can do it and over maybe, at, uh, We can do it over at the Wave Pool. You know what we can add in because we're in West Virginia? Clogging. Clogging. Oh. <laughs> Meth? <laughs> We're in Whoosh. West Virginia. Good God. This is a family show. We don't want to promote meth. West Virginia Retro Computer and Clogging Festival. And clog- com. Can you clog? No. You know what clogging is? I do know what clogging is. It seems to be a girl's pastime. Oh, that's going to get you in trouble. Who Have clogs you- that you know that's a boy? Besides, Jessica White? Just, that's not. That's mountain dancing. He does- that's a different thing. Are you kidding me? You don't want to piss off the whites. That's true. Trust me. Look them up. I don't see color. So... What news have you this week, Aaron? I thought you are going to cover the news, remember? We have some news this week. Um, you don't know anything what we're doing. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and switch over here. we got a Kickstarter that Chris Folds wrote in that wanted to promote. Uh, this is the best of Commodore Amiga demo scene funding. This is something that happens every yeah. year. Every year. And basically, this guy, this digital STA, he is just trying to pay for the SoundCloud bandwidth, I guess, to host these files. It gets funded every year, right? Yeah, it gets funded yeah. every year. I've, I've actually listened to some They've got 50 of 105. They've still got a long time to go. So, uh, But if you are a fan of Amiga music and Amiga demo scene music, this is like the go-to place to go. And if you, you know, it doesn't take a lot to uh, to donate. A, a one euro, 
will will make you a basic Amiga lover. And there's no rewards. It's not like uh, it's not like a lot of Kickstarters where he's going to send you something. This is literally just funding the SoundCloud. Page. Your reward is the self satisfaction you get from funding this. That's right. That's right. Because Amiga has a thriving demo scene in 2017. Let it sink in. How's the PC demo scene going? I'll tell you how. That's how. You know. Yeah. You know. There's. It, this is it, man. And it's the, and it's the best. Right. Right. You know, so fund them. Yeah. We should give them money. We should. Let's do it. We'll, we'll do, do it. it. I'll do it right after the podcast. Um, we love the demo scene. So, uh, other than that, there is a story about Amiga on the Lake that you were telling me about. It's an older... It's not really a story. You know, I was telling Boat in the pre-show. Uh, I was looking for a... Uh, I, was, I was hoping against hope that I could order a, a specific item from Amiga on the Lake, which is a... Uh, that We mentioned these guys a couple times. They're the... Uh, these are the owners here. Uh, it's good to know he's wearing an Amiga shirt. Really I saw that, that but we're not going to... They've got Amiga posters, okay? I, I do like them. I mean, it's a good shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, these guys are uh, ho- are owning the... Uh, as far as I know, and I know I'm, I was afraid to type this into Google Plus when I wrote the description, but I'm going to say it again because maybe I'm wrong. Hey, prove me wrong. But I think these are the only Amiga retailers in the States. Right. 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 Could there be one in Canada? Canada? I don't know. I don't know well, they're serving is. both according to their website. They do. They so. do serve both, and they're on the lake, mm-hmm. which is the other side. Of, what's on the other side of the lake? Canada, right? <laughs> These seem like a couple cool cats. Like I said, the, uh, I heard one of them interviewed on on one, on one of the Amiga podcasts. Seemed like a good guy. Hearts in the right place. They're, I don't think they're really even in this to make money. They're more providing a service. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, when I was looking for this part, and I got on their site, and they had a video up to, uh, and they're raising money to basically give to developers for the new Amigas to um, reward them for the work they're doing or to promote further work in that area. Right. It's a good right. idea. You yeah, know? yeah. Anything that gets the ball rolling, because eventually me and you, as slow and stupid as we are, we're going to ro- stumble ass backwards into the new Amigas. And uh, I'm already dipping my toe in the pool. That's right. And, uh, um, you know, hey, if we can get the ball rolling, what the hell, why not? You know? So... That's what they're talking about. So if you feel like uh, throwing them a couple bucks to give these developers or buying something from them, you know, we've got we've got a decent amount of listeners in the states, mm-hmm. right? So and trust me, for our uh, buddies in the states, we feel your pain, right? Try these guys out. I heard they're quite good. I've I've read plenty of people that ordered stuff from them, and uh, hey, if we can get the ball rolling on that, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest news of the week comes from Amigos Podcast itself. Uh, going forward, henceforth, uh, the Amigos Podcast and all of our other quality uh, Keep going. media properties shall be found on none other website than everythingamiga.com. Now, very schmancy. This is a site that has been a long time in the making. Um, and we had absolutely nothing to do with no. it. No. In fact, I just I, I sat back in awe as the wheels turned on this. It was quite amazing. Yeah, yeah. I literally had nothing to do with it. You had a good say in telling them what you wanted. Go ahead and roll call the champions. So this is really the brainchild of mainly Jason Warren's with help from Will Williams and Chris Folds with technical technical expertise. And, of course, uh, Dreamcatcher was involved with uh, with uh, making sure all the formatting for his tomes were correct. Yes. And, yes. Um, and this is the end result. So, as you can see, uh, we have uh, all the newest features are at the top. Uh, we got a special uh, you know section for the podcast, of course. Um, then we have sections for the Amigos Press, uh, all of the long-form articles, all of our how-to guides and Amigos Labs are here, and then a section on our, for our Amigos Plays videos. And the store. Yeah, the store is also over here, Amiga Tees. All the archives. Um, just in case, if you haven't seen Amiga Tees yet, I'll give that a quick plug. This is the official uh, show shop if you're interested in buying some Amiga Tees or... Insultory Atari Tees. <laughs> also. Or if you want to get that certain special someone in your life, their own Amigos Tee. And who doesn't? Um, then all of these shirts are here at tpublic.com. Just search for Amiga Tees or you can get the link right off our site. If you want to get lynched at an Atari con, for example, <laughs> I suggest the Atari ST Garbage T-shirt. That's true. If you want That's to true. be killed. Um 
while we're here, we also have a new issue of Amigos Magazine, issue four. Which is great. Yeah, which has just been released. And don't forget about our forums. If you're still one of the old school fellas or ladies that uh, likes to check into the forums, let's see how much is going on here in the forums. Not a whole well, lot they just yet, went up. but they just went up. Yeah. And if you want to be sort of, if you want to, if you're one of these people that likes to stake their online claim and be able to brag that you were there first, and let's be honest, that's everybody on the internet, then uh, you need to sign up and start posting on the forums because uh, it's going to be a hopping place here. I dig soon. forums, yeah, personally. Yeah, but, uh, you know the uh, as a as a lay person who doesn't know anything about it, uh, HTML or coding any of this sort of stuff, I, I have to say I was very impressed. Then the, and the guys that worked on this are just stars. They did a great job. Yeah, you were, and, and I asked Boat, and Boat, you'll probably recall. So I said, "Do we really need this? I mean, do we do what we just what we're doing merit this?" And it, that's questionable. But <laughs> this is a site that like is bigger than the pod, a lot bigger than a podcast. Like this is a, a good launching point. Uh, I mean, I assume the plans are probably a lot bigger than just what we do. Oh, sure. I mean, we want, we want this to be an, an Amiga media portal where you can go and you can get reviews and videos of, of a bunch of different Amiga games from a bunch of different contributors. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, we're, we're on our way. Yeah, I don't, I don't way. know how many big Amiga sites, new ones that have popped up, especially mm-hmm. English-speaking ones. But, it, I mean, you're not going to find a more professional... More well thought out. I mean, not to tutor and horn, but I trust me. I'm I'm just like everybody else. I'm just a guy on the outside looking in. But man, it looked. I was real impressed, and I've seen a lot of. I mean, compared to the old sites, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's brilliant work. It's yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So um, that concludes our our news for the week. What what about the rest of the site updates, Aaron? Well, we had a few th- uh, things pop up. First of all, I want to go back and, and reiterate that the uh, issue four, uh, the uh, which is the uh, alien breed, is the on the cover. It's great stuff on that. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I knocked it out again. It's just like I do all the uh, all the magazines. I went through it as soon as I got hold of it, and uh, it was great. So, I mean, the amount of, of work that goes into that, and the amount and that, and as polished as it is, I'm 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 humbled <laughs> that our name is plastered on the yeah. front of this because I'm like, geez, this is this is top shelf. It's right. Just, it's just top right. shelf stuff again. I don't want this to come across like, look how great we are. Because when I say this stuff, I mean, I have nothing to do with that magazine or the webpage. I'm just like uh, it's all Neil. else. All Neil, but Neil all the time. Neil is a, is a real um, stud when it comes to putting these things out. I mean, real well thought out stuff. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Um, we should talk about Jason Warren's and your S-Video video. That's right. And then your subsequent video using the S-Video video. Mm-hmm. Uh, he built us, custom built, a... Uh, uh, you know, we've had all this trouble getting video out of the Amiga. And we resorted to this wacky arcade interface gimmick, you know. And it was just an ugly, unyieldy hunk of crap. And so along comes our, comes our good buddy, Jason, uh, who manufactures a Amiga RGB to S video adapter. I mean, this is all his design, right? I mean, he cooked everything up. It looks like something you just, you would want to buy. Frankly, mm-hmm. he should sell these. Is that I don't know if that's been talked about. Oh, I think he's 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 uh, pondering that. He should absolutely sell them. Uh, and but uh, you'll notice that Bode has the House Amiga, as we call it, now has S video output. Now we're in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bode this week did a first video, which was Kicks, which is a, a game I just I've always liked. I've liked it on many different uh, platforms. So it's just a fun game and a creative game, and I don't think there's really ever been anything quite like it. Right. You know? And uh, it's using the the new Amiga. It looks great, and uh, we will start cranking out a lot more true Amiga stuff with this adapter. So again, big thanks to Jason on that. Um, we uh, I mentioned I wanted to mention this last week, but I forgot when in our Rocket Ranger podcast the. Uh, the front, the, we didn't mention anything about the art on the front cover, and I know this is kind of a weird thing to bring up in the news, but man, the art on that is outstanding. So if you haven't seen the, what the cover of this thing looks like, just the cover, of Rocket it Ranger. is tremendous. It's so awesome looking. It looks like it makes you want to go see this film. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's got the right feel of that kind of, uh, uh that kind of genre of of a serial star with the sexy chick in his arms and the, the Nazis and looking befuddled as the Rocket Ranger streams mm-hmm. overhead. Just great. You know, great thing. I, 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 there it is. Yeah, it looks great. That's where I was looking on our webcast. It's like, man, that's so pretty. I wish we'd mention that. So I thought I'd mention it. Um, uh, Dreamcatcher did a, a 
quite an article on the Captain Planet video game. There it is. It's 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 crazy how you anticipate my every move. <laughs> and uh, you know, I hated this cartoon so much when it came out. It was you were a little and bit I too still old hate for it. it. I think no, there's no one young enough for this. <laughs> so you're saying that Luke would not appreciate you, you would not show this to Luke. You wouldn't expose him to it. No. What about the girl that goes heart? No, 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 none of that. Captain Planet to me. If you've ever watched Young Ones, if you ever seen Neil the hippie, mm-hmm. that's what Captain Planet should look like—a dirty, <laughs> long-haired hippie. You know, that's what Captain Planet—not shiny, silver, no mm. good, no good. But I mean, Dream Catch-Up—it's his usual stellar stuff. Yeah, he goes deep, deep, deep down. Um, <laughs> this Chris Foley, its funny you should mention that you mentioned this in the pre-show. Chris Folds has an, an article up, and it's uh, five games that don't start with the letter S. <laughs> I was commenting on the pre, on the on the live stream that yeah. there are just so many games on the Amiga that start with the letter did you, S. Did you look over what he, he found? I'm gonna. I just want to touch with a couple of these because a couple a couple I haven't played uh, Detroit. He also makes the claim that PGA European Tour is the best golf game on the Amiga. A tall boast, if I may say. Well, Lynx is on the Amiga, and I thought Lynx was a pretty good game. We're definitely going to have to have a yeah, golf. We haven't had now. a golf game for a while, so we may have to slip one of those in. Um, he also mentions Jet Strike, which I've not played, but this is a game that I played the heck out of. What he mentions, New York Warriors. Is that like Warriors? It's sort of yeah. It's a uh, um, it's sort of like um, it reminded me of like Commando or uh, yeah, or Akari Akari Warriors, Warriors or something mm-hmm. like that. I used to play this game quite a bit in it back in the day. So anyway, it's Chris does a good job on that one. Uh, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I didn't put anything out this week. I've had a lot of work-related stuff. There's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. So, I think that sums it up. Sir. All right. Well, let's jump right into the game. Star right. Control. You know, I, I suggest a Star Control. I've been playing this game for years. I, I do own the um, uh, discs on the Amiga for it. And uh, um, I learned so much researching this. That's so crazy that the, the path people take to get stuff. So... Star Control is a game. You really don't think of the Amiga as the platformer. This was I played this most of the time on the PC until I got an Amiga. Uh, but the Amiga version, in my opinion, is by far the most is the more superior of the bunch. So Star Control came out in '90, published by Accolade. We've covered several Accolades games on the show. In fact, recently too, we did Fourth and Inches. We did the Elvira's Bar Games, uh, Hardball, and Test Drive. Which we've done Test Drive. We should probably get on that at some mm-hmm. point. Um, it was developed by a gang called Toys for Bob. Have you ever heard of Toys for Bob? No. Toys for Bob, and I, this is something I learned during this, uh, during studying for this. They're behind one of my son's favorite games, Skylanders. Really? That's their baby. They got bought lock, stock, and barrel by Activision, mm-hmm. and uh, they make the the stuck Skylanders games. They did all right with those. Oh yeah. They got a lot of my money. My kids got a huge sack of Skylanders. And, and uh, so these guys were are think-out-of-the-box types. Um, the dudes are behind Toys for Bob, and I'm, I hope I don't butcher this guy's name, Paul Reich, it's R-E-I-C-H-E, or Richie mm-hmm. Third, and Fred Ford. Now, Paul uh, also was behind, he was the developer on Archon, which... Love me some Archon. Didn't know that either. Um, a little bit of backstory on these two guys, because these guys really deserve a lot of, of, of credit on, on, on uh, this. Paul uh, Wright III started his career, get this, he was making, uh, he got into, he worked for TSR and worked in the Dungeons and Dragons games back in the 70s. <clears throat> now, I don't know how many of our listeners were old D&D hands like myself, but this guy wrote some, or he was developer on some good stuff and, and some stuff that kicked my butt. Isle of, Isle of the Dead, Isle of Dread, excuse me. Isle of Dread, it was, I think that was X2. I think it was. It came with the, the experts. I think that one came with the expert box set. And it was a, I remember I had a, I had a monk on that game. I got caught stealing some stuff. And they sewed gold coins into my guy's chest for being Holy a thief. Holy cow. Yeah, wow. yeah. He didn't do very good in that. But I remember that. I'm there for, that was a million years ago. He also did um, Slave Pits of the Undercity. And he did basically the, a couple of the Slaver series 
which uh, there were, there were I think there were four books on the Slaver series. Great series. If you're again, if you're no D and D player, these are pretty famous. And then he did one of my all time favorites, the Ghost Tower of Inverness. I've ran this module a million times. Is that the one that you did uh, last last year? I've ran years? it in the last couple years. I have. And uh, it's a great module. Now, I don't know fully how he was a developer on these. I don't know how much of it came from him. But, hey, it's, it's still pretty awesome. Uh, he also worked on a game called Mail Order Monsters, which I've, I've not played, but game. I've heard about yeah. quite a bit. And he also worked on the Starflight series. Oh, so this guy's got quite a pedigree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been around. The, he, he, this was all and all of stuff was for the EA. So eventually, he uh, decided to form a uh, uh, the Toys for Bob with Fred Ford. The way that ended up happening was uh, uh, Ford was just Ford did a lot of stuff. His earlier games were all stuff for, for J- Japanese computers, mm. which is weird. That is right? weird. So a lot of his stuff, his early stuff, never got picked up in the U.S. I wonder if it's a thing kind of like how Wizardry was huge, you know, much bigger in Japan than it was here in the States. It was big here in the States. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. No kidding. It sold huge numbers. Um, so, basically, uh, Reich's, his, his, he needed a programmer. And this guy, they, they were friend, you know, it's all those friend of a friend deals. Like, hey, this guy's a good, good hand at programming. And so they ended up hitting it off uh, Ford. And uh, and started and the first game they did was Star Control, which is where we're at today. Uh, for FYI, uh, Ford did the programming for uh, uh, the Horde, if you remember that game, and another game called uh, Pandemonium, which I remember both those games. I never played either one, to be completely honest with you. So let's talk about Star. That's a little background. So you've got a guy coming from a, a role playing background. You've got a guy who's just a who is a good slick programmer? Mm-hmm. That's and that's who you've got going now. Who did the Amiga translation? I'm not sure. I could not find out. Uh, uh, and I looked around, and I also couldn't find. It's amazing how hard it was to find a a, a PDF of the manual for this. I had a hell of a time. I used to own the manual, so I thank goodness because the manual for this is pretty important. It's real thick, and it's got all the backstory in the manual. But uh, um, I, I could only find you know instruction. Typed up instructions mm-hmm. for this, so that kind of annoying. Um, so this came out in, like I said, in '90, and it was uh, it was one of the few games. I remember this right away. One of the things I remember thinking was this is one of the few games I remember you could install on your hard drive, which was that's unusual. Yeah, uh, for back in the day, uh, it came out on the Amstrad, uh, you know, the usual Amstrad CPC, all the numbers, C64. Uh, it was native on the on the PC, and then. There's a there's a Genesis slash Mega Drive version which I'll talk about in a second. So when this came out on the PC, it supported like all kinds of crazy. It supported had to, they went back and this is the way PCs were. It supported Hercules. It supported CGA, MCGA, EGA. Every know, every video card under the sun. Yeah, it was. But I mean, it, it, I remember about run on pretty much. And it also had. I, you know, I've got a question. Yeah. Um, I've never actually seen a, a video card that old. You know, I'm familiar with the newer video cards that are just massive. What is the what is the size of like a Hercules video card? It depends on when you had one. And if you had a Hercules, you probably had one a long time ago. <laughs> they were they were huge. Pretty massive, right? I've had a lot of I never personally had a Hercules system. The the early the earliest PC I had was the Tandy, which and it had in onboard Tandy 16 color graphics, which I, I was told was sort of there was like an EGA equivalent. Sure, right? makes sense. And also, I had Tandy Sound, which this supported, which was sort of a let's say it was the same ball game as an ad lib card, if you're familiar with that. By the, and Amiga crushes all this, by the way, but this is just a little background on what's the uh, Hercules cards were huge. And then they went, you, you've got, in, if you have a PC, you've got your, you've got ISA slots. And you've got then you got extended ones. Then you had what's called Visa Local bus slots, which were really long, you know. And I used to have a Visa Local bus card from Hercules, but it was a Super VGA card that they made. It was huge. All those old cards were massive. Mm-hmm. The sound cards were massive. It was all massive, you know. So the Amiga, if you look at what they packed on that board, it's amazing. It's quite astounding because you're talking eighty five to eighty eight, where you've got this. I mean the PC, the 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 amount of material it took to generate crap mm-hmm. was amazing compared to what the Amiga was compressed. Right, those guys knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. So 
Anyway, this uh, this eventually got released on the Genesis. I'll touch on this just a second. They released it uh, on the Genesis. It was an unlicensed game. Hmm. And so, Which you didn't see? I can't recall seeing that many unlicensed games for the Genesis because the Genesis or Sega made it so easy. It wasn't like Nintendo where you had to jump through a bunch yeah, of hoops. And there was a court thing, and apparently it was real bad. They rushed it out the door, and uh, they ended up settling on it, and they, they worked something out. you know. And I, we're not going to touch on Star Control 2 very much in this because, unfortunately, Star Control 2 uh, didn't come out on the Amiga, which... It's a shame. Sucks. But uh, it's there are Amiga ties to it. Mm-hmm. These guys use D paint all over the place to do all the art for these. Really? Yeah. And I mean that was their thing. And they were. I saw. I was watching. If you get on YouTube, and I'll link this up. There's a, a post mortem on Star Control, and these two guys are on it. And they talk about stumbling. They were wanting to have better music. If you listen to the first song, and they they don't take full advantage of the Amiga music wise in Star Control. It's better than the MIDI stuff that they did on the PC. Hmm. But one thing they said they stumbled upon was they, they heard a bunch of awesome demo music, which we just talked about, yeah. coming out of Europe. Mm-hmm. And so what they did for Star Control 2 was had a contest where they get like 500 bucks or whatever, and they had MIDI a mod authors send all their stuff in. you know, And then they would pick some of it out, and they'd give these guys some money or whatever. Good way to do it. But they stumbled upon mods, and they were like, we're going to implement this mod stuff in our game. Mm-hmm. And they were like the first games to do that in the states, and so you've got D paint and mods, on, and I guarantee you a lot of these mods are generated on Amiga. So I would wager a good chunk of the music from the second game was actually generated on Amiga <clears throat> originally, or, or, or produced. I guess yeah. I better put it. Pretty neat, you mm-hmm. know. And all the art, all the art was was done there. And just one little, one more little uh, thing. If you're an old D and D guy, you'll remember the name of Errol Otis. He did a ton of uh, illustrations for D&D manuals. Mural Lotus, Esprit yeah. Turbo? No. And uh, uh, among other things, he did the old cover for the uh, Deities and Demigods. He did a bunch of art in all the old modules. He did all the the art for the uh, for Star Control 2's manual. So it's another D&D tie. I like that. They kept, they kept ties with their boys. So what is Star Control? It's really two things, right, when you boil it down. You've got... A, a light strategy game, right? And then you've got a arcade melee game, all right? So let's start with the light strategy game. This is, in some ways, this is like Rocket Ranger, which also had a light mm-hmm. strategy, but this is a full game. So one of the things Star Control had was a... Uh, uh, if you look at Star Control, the full name is, a, is called is Star Control... Famous Battles of the Iroquois Conflict, Volume Four. That's what it's called. It's like Leonard Part Six. So, if you're like, if you're a, like, I, I pirated this before I actually owned it. All right, pressure's off. I own it, but I didn't have a manual. So for me, it was just like, let's get in here and kick some, kick some tail. If you read the manual, it's like 50 pages of backstory for this game, and the backstory in the game is the Iroquois, uh, 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 your Earth is just gains sort of space travel abilities, and an alien race contacts Earth and says, listen, we weren't going to contact you, but this this band of, of uh, space race called the Urquan are, are getting ready to blow up our alliance, and we need all the help we can get. We need you to come out here. And the Earth is like, well, why didn't you tell us earlier? And they're like, well, it wasn't anywhere near here, but now you're in trouble. We need to help us. And so the uh, uh, Battles of the Urquan Conflict, Volume 4, all that, this is sort of a historical record of the battles that took place during that conflict, and all the stuff in the in the uh, in the uh, strategy uh, area, all the different missions are battles that took place in the overarching conflict that was that part of history. Does that make any sense? And so it's pretty deep. Yeah, it is. It really is. And and the second game elaborates on it much more. Mm. Okay, all this is stuff that was in the manual. So. In the strategy game, you're reenacting these battles, and they're it's pretty simple stuff. You're, you know, and they take different forms, uh, but uh, you're you're trying to gather resources uh, and ships to uh, and outmaneuvering out and, and building bases and moving your star base around to try to to try to defeat the bad guys who are trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
And in, in the strategy game, whenever you come into conflict with a, with one or more ships, you, it takes you to the melee part of the game. Right. So when I heard this guy, I didn't know this either, when I heard this guy was behind Archon, it was like hit me like a ton of bricks. It's, Ar- it's Archon in space, mm-hmm. effectively. Archon in space. Yeah. Um, what you doing now? So um, that's when you would go into the melee phase. Okay. And so, But that's the strategy game, effectively. It's not... There's no role playing element. There's no, there's nothing super deep. But well, that's what it is. I mean, it is deeper than Archon in some ways because. Oh no! Yeah, it is. Yes, you you absolutely. can you can build out. I don't know how much of the strategy part have you played. I've played back in the day. I would play quite a okay, bit. Okay, so you're mm-hmm. familiar with like all. You know, each one of your different vessels has different abilities. You know, you can mine for resources. Right. You can colonize planets. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, it's. It's much more than just space combat if you choose to play it in the full-on simulation mode. Right, right. But, I mean, when I compare it to Archon, it, it definitely is deeper. There's no doubt. But it's... it's uh, Archon was chess with an arcade element. Mm-hmm. This is uh, space strategy with an arcade element. Now, they've made it easy for you in some ways. Because some people may want to play this strictly as a strategy game, mm-hmm. which you have the ability... If you're no good at the arcade element, you can have the computer play your arcade element. On the, conversely, if you're no good at the strategy element, you can have the computer control the strategy element, and you can play the arcade element. Right. Which right. is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you also can make your own scenarios. Now, I personally have not done that, mm-hmm. but I remember I know it's there, so I can't comment on, on, the, I, I on think the richness of that. You know, this game was an, an immense value for the money. Yeah. Because if this was your only game, say, you know, and you're 12 or 13 years old and you've got a buddy, you could create scenarios and play against each other till the cows come home. Yeah. And the, the 3D spinning star map, which we're actually looking at, was pretty well done. I mean, uh, um, it's not the easiest thing to navigate, but it's not the worst. That is my... Do, do we want to get in to start talking about you know what we like and what we don't like? Well, do, do let's, let's talk about the, let's okay. talk about the melee part. Okay. So anyway, that the strategy part, you know, you've got that. So the melee then there's a, there's a practice mode where you're which is basically practicing the arcade portion. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you've got straight up melee. Now, again, this is a uh, <clears throat> they've done a good job of taking care of you as a player. You can you can. There, you can pick the skill level, you can, and you can uh, get your practice. And then when you play the melee, you can you can play the computer or you can play a person. The game's been good to me ever since I was a lowercase G. Now I'm a big G. Girl, see, I got the money, hundred dollar bills, y'all. If you were from where I'm from, then you would know. If you can get yours with the big black truck, I can get mine with the six fold. Come on, you can join anytime you want. Whenever it is, I think I'm having an annual. Party's on the way. What the hell are you so doing? Get up the truck, throw your hands up, and let me hear the party say, "I'm kind of buzzed because it's all because." Oh yeah, it's come back around again. This is how we do it. Sassant, that was what you were setting up this whole time. You said the games take good care of you. I was just stepping in with my part. You've lost your damn mind, but I have no idea what that. You set me up for that. I'm going to set you up for something here in a minute. Double goozle. Disappointment. What do you think about Melee? We know what we think about your musical taste. What do you think about Melee? Well, it's very, very basic. Um, you're limited, once again, by one button. Um, the controls are your basic sort of asteroids type, you know, aim your ship in a certain direction and thrust. Except for one ship. (laughs) Now, yeah, or you aim in the opposite direction. Now, that being said, the game does a fantastic job of giving you a bunch of different ships with a bunch of different powers and a bunch of different abilities that are all truly different. Yeah. And I really really applaud the game's designers for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's funny. The controls, I will say... uh, but the buttons didn't bother me because it's pretty simple. It is very simple. You know, it's that, that having your both your weapons, the buttons, the controls are okay. Mm-hmm. I thought the controls were solid. Um, the, uh, the the variety of ships is great. Mm-hmm. 
again, this this part is much much more like Archon. You know, two men enter, one man leaves. But the uh, the uh, variety of guys, yeah, and the, and and the, and they're and it's Archon. The guys were different, but they it was they didn't have a lot of work with graphically. This the guys look different. You've got all these different crazy aliens. Yeah, I was frankly stunned by the variety of weapons, the different abilities. Every ship behaves differently, radically and, differently. And the way that they can, you know, the, the the thought that they put into it, knowing that they were just going to have one button and eight directions to work with, um, is great. It's awesome. Oh, did you have a favorite? Having played you with this, I, I'm guessing the Urquan were your favorite. You know, if the tables were turned and you were using that keyboard control, uh-huh. we might be we might be singing a different song. I understand, right? but I'm, I'm just asking you: Did you have, you have a favorite? Um, I like the. <laughs> I don't think they would. I, <laughs> I like the um, anything that has the homing missiles because you can kind of do some damage with those. Uh-huh. I like the thing where you just turn your ship into a flying potato and just ram it at the, the other guy. The fireball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the vacuum cleaner thing was cool. I never got a chance to really use it right. Yeah. Um, but I would. I, I'd like to see that. Um, I don't know. It's hard to choose a favorite. Do you have a favorite? I like the Earthship again because I like the homing missiles and the, and those lasers are pretty good against the Irkwam because they, you know, they zap anything that's near the ship so that you can have a good run with them. Uh, the Irkwam are great. The uh, Arlu are good. Uh, I like a lot of you know. They're all different. The the uh, chicks with the ship where they, they they can seduce other crewmen to come over. Mm-hmm. And melee, we should probably go into this. There's you have two stats: crew and fuel. Right. right? So let's talk about what that means. Yeah. So fuel is and and there are different. Each ship has a different amount. And as you fire your weapons, you'll deplete that fuel or use your special abilities until that fuel's gone. Now the good thing is if you stop firing, it will it will regenerate. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you've got crew. Crew is the basically is the hit points, the amount of damage you can take. Some ships have a ton of crew. Some ships have practically zero crew. Yeah. And it's really odd that they decided to use crew as your hit points instead of shield. Yeah. Um, because it's not like the guys were just like strapped to the hull of the ship taking <laughs> bullets for you. It's but. <laughs> it's uh, uh, um, I mean you've got some that and some some uh, ships. Can can actually replenish their crew by st- like the can steal other crew mm-hmm. and I believe one ship I get this game confused a little Star Control too a lot and there's different races but I believe there's one ship that can regenerate crew but I can't off the top of my head um, the 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 weapons the looks of the ship the strategies behind how to play the ships and against different opponents. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. It's, it's for Amelia, and that's something. It's much deeper than Archon in terms of that. Yeah, and another thing that we should we should mention is that the the playfield scales. So if you are far apart from your opponent, you don't just fly off the screen, and the screen doesn't immediately just wrap around. Uh, it zooms out, so your ships become smaller, but you can still attack and do whatever you want. Uh, it's it's really neat in an era before they could really zoom the playfield like you would in a modern game. The way that they handled the the scale involved in space warfare. Yeah, and then there's an aspect to it that's asteroids like when you wrap like so you wrap the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can you could sort of go as fast as you can away from your opponent, kind of hope to catch them off guard. Yeah. Then you've got gravity and, and the planet that occasionally show up. So there's 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 aspects to it. I mean, again, it's is this the deepest? Is this you know Star Wars Battlefront or something kind of kind? No, this is as this is almost as basic as it can get. I mean, it's basically space duel or computer space. But it you know? works. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, this game, the funny thing about this game is, every time I upgrade or move to a new system, this game always tags along. They, they made an Xbox port of it. Uh, they it's out. It's it's got its own little download port on the Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. You know, this game's very popular. I believe it was. PC gamer, what is it? Was the seventeenth greatest game of all time? It's, I mean, Star Control Two, I should say. Star Control Two. We should probably talk about the other Star Control. And again, Star Control One was the only one that was released on the Amiga, but the Amiga could have easily handled the second one. And I, I, would, I wonder why it wasn't produced because mm-hmm. they came out pretty close together. I don't know if they accolade just gave up on the Amiga at that point, or uh, I don't know what happened. I think that. When was Star Control Two released? Do you remember? I think it was like ninety two. So the Amiga was like still that. it was still swinging. In so 92. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's uh, that's I'll try to find if, if anyone had anything to say about it. I really didn't see anything come up that, that said why they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, Star Control One 
is a solid game, especially for a first effort. The majority of people consider Star Control 2 the, the gem of the series, including myself. Aside from the fact that the, the melee is virtually identical, <coughs> excuse me, with more ships. Mm-hmm. All right, um, the the strategy element is sort of gone, but what they've replaced it with is a, a very deep adventure element that has um, has a lot more depth. There's a lot more exploration. It's it's an adventure. It take. It, I will say this. Spoiler alert. Uh, this game recaps a war that Earth lost. <laughs> so in the, in the second game, the uh, Iroquois have they gave Earth a choice. You can be our it can be our thralls, which is in this game the evil fleet. It's the Iroquois and all the suckers they crushed. That's uh, they're basically working for because they got crushed by them. Uh, you but they give Earth a choice. You can be our thrall or you can you can be our slaves, and we'll just seal up the Earth so no one can get there. And that's what Earth chooses. So in, in that game. Uh, you 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 manage. You're off Earth. You manage to get this awesome ship. You come back to find out what happened. They're under a shield. You can't even get there. So and it takes off from there. But it's a lot more adventure and a lot more uh, dialogue driven. You know. And but the melees are virtually identical. So if you're into just a melee, you just get more ships. Sort of like Street Fighter. You just get more guys to yeah. fight with, right? Yeah. Uh, but the, it's considered the primo cream of the cop mm-hmm. of crop. Star Control One though is 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 a solid game. The strategy game is pretty fun. You know, the, the, I think. you know, I had a couple major <laughs> issues for two reasons with the strategy portion. All right. Um, the first is the rotating play field. It can't. I will say. I realize that it's it's cool. It's it cool is. to look at, but it's 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 really difficult to figure out where you've been and where you're going when the play field continues to move before your eyes. Yeah. The other thing that I had trouble with is the size of the stars and the planets. I mean, they're literally one pixel. Big, and the color is what determines their status. And so I'm sitting there squinting at this thing, being like, "Boy, how would you even be able to see this on a on a non high res monitor?" Well, I can't argue with you on either one of those points because I have a hell of a time seeing, and I I get lost on that damn map all the time. I I mean, it's one of those things you can get used to it. It's I, I equate it to taking off in Rocket Ranger. You can do it, but you might not get it right every time. And there are some times where you just won't be feeling it, and you're yeah. gonna, and you're going to feel like a jackass. It, yeah, those are those are problems. Uh, uh, the the strategy, like I said, I like the strategy portion of the game, and I, but the, I mean, the, that, the, those, that, the map is a hindrance to a certain degree. The thing that really saves it for me, and the thing that gives it the personality, is the little animations that you see on the side when you're building mines or whatever. You see it going on, you know, in that little window. Yeah, the little windows are great. The different, like I said, the aliens are. Uh, these guys look alien. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I will say I don't know how many. Of course, a lot of people in the UK were in a B five, but, but this game reminds you a lot of Babylon five and storyline. You've got these e- this evil old race that's that's uh, uh, bringing out all of its evil thralls to take over the good races. And in the second game, they uncover this artifact that's going to end the universe, and the good races have to come to stop. It reminded me very much of the storyline B five. So as a B five fan, it appealed to Special me. Special effects degree. also highly comparable. Oh, uh, you know those remain on Amiga. You <laughs> I ass, know. I'll kill you. <laughs> don't ever dip. Don't ever drop on B five. That's that, that thing's a bomb. <laughs> anyway, so overall, how do you rate this thing in the um, pantheon of games? This is a tough one, Aaron. Because this, yeah, I can tell you're conflicted on this one, aren't you? I am. I am conflicted because rating it on the merits of a game like this today, <laughs> it would be like if we reviewed Elite, you know, for a, uh, what it is from when it comes from. It's an awesome game. Yeah. But I can't. I have a hard time reviewing it in a vacuum like that. I have to think to myself: Is this a game that I would go out of my way to play again and and play it over and over again, even after we're done with it? And the answer is is that I don't think I would. I think I would opt for a newer game where the strategy components are a little bit easier for me to navigate. I don't need to have the manual to understand everything. Now that said, I did have a lot of fun even with my hampered controls playing against you in the melee mode. Uh, I think that that's still, you know, with those controls, it's timeless, you know. I can understand what you're saying. Uh, Given the choice, I would play Star Control 2, except it's not on the Amiga. Um, that said, I, the strategy thing is fun, but I almost always played this exclusively in melee mode with my buddies. Mm-hmm. 
we would come over and just play round after round after round. And when Star Control 2 came out, it took me forever to actually play the game because we just played round after round after round of Melee. Right. The Melee is gold. Mm-hmm. Solid gold. It's old school. As old school as it gets. Yeah. And it's fun. I agree. It's, 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 it's like playing combat on the 2600. It's as basic as you can get, yeah. this, but it's still timeless. And, and Star Control, like I said, there's the differences between in Melee between Star Control 1 and 2 are negligible, except for the, you know, slightly better graphics and more ships. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, Star Control 1, man, when I jumped back into those shoes this week, I just jumped right in. I picked it right back where I left off. I was always a, a decent hand at it. I'm not the best, but I could go pretty well. And uh, uh, I, ch- I have fun with it. You know, that's the thing. I have fun with it. Would I pick it up and play in strategy mode over and over? Probably not. I'm not going to lie. Again, there are, the items you touched on are what kind of annoy me about it. Uh, but really, it's just a vehicle to get me to play melee, which I can play without playing that. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe it's just, I'm not the deepest guy when it comes to that stuff, but it's, I'd rather just fight. That's, and, now, and I'll even fight the computer, and I think the computer's a pretty fair opponent, generally, depending on how you said it. Uh, but it's much more fun with the group. In fact, I think you've probably been around where me and my buddy Chad sat and played it for hours. Oh yeah, played the hell out of it. Yeah, I can see, I can see you know, Chad really getting. Yeah, into he's this. a he's a real good hand at it. So, yeah, I, I sort of agree with your assessment on the strategy part, on the melee part. You could put it in, on any time. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that. Um, I uh, had a look at this on eBay. I, I thought there'd be oodles of these. I'll be honest with you. I found one. Really? One for sale as of two days ago. Wow. Uh, in the UK, 60 bucks shipped um, in US dollars. So that's pretty good money. I found one other one that had sold in December. Think about that. There's two box copies of this that had sold recently. And it was in December, and, it, and the one in Germany sold for about 30 US dollars shipped. So. Uh, I was surprised, to be honest with you, because I know they had to have sold oodles of these. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got a copy of Star Control 2, boxed, or just the discs like I've got, you might hold on to that. Uh, you know, it, it may be worth something. Um, I was That surprised me. Um, <clears throat> reviews. So this game got decent reviews. It wasn't like... Uh, it wasn't like the end-all, be-all of games. I, I will say, I, actually, I was surprised at some of the reviews. Amiga Action in April of 91 gave it 79%. Um, um, Amiga Computing in 91 gave it 80 uh, Some people hated it. Amiga Joker, which I think we were, as we've mentioned, was a German mag, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. 35%. Amiga mm. User International in 91, 10%. I mean, that's brutal. Ten percent. Ten. I know. You know. What? How could they, how could you give this game ten percent? I mean, I can understand an unfavorable review. I but don't 10%? know, man. Um, and then CU Amiga also ninety one gave it seventy nine. So I mean, seventy nine or eighty is about as high as it went. Uh, you know, that surprised me honestly. I thought it would have done a little bit better. Yeah. I know when I first got it for the Amiga, having come off the PC version, huh, Amiga. If for any reason the, the music's better mm-hmm. it, that, on the on the uh, on the PC you get that MIDI stuff and while sometimes you'll get some good MIDI arrangements it can't compare to what the Amiga was cranking out and again the music they sort of didn't really do much with that element of it on the uh, if only they discovered the mod stuff before they did Star Control one we'd, we'd be laughing but so overall a good game not a great game but a good game and certainly a good start for the better things to come. And uh, it's worth checking out. If anything, just to throw down with your buddies. I look at it the same way I look at like worms. You know, if you want something to do for like a half hour, mm-hmm. load up melee, get your buddy, your brother, your kid, beat the crap out of them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our question segment. We've got one question this week. Comes in from David McCrandles. Uh, he says, "If Aaron's beard gets long enough, can it be braided? And can John throw axes at it, Heimdall style?" You know, that's a good question. This is about as long as I can grow this beard. Not because I can't grow a longer, not because I don't want a longer beard, but it just, it just stops. Mm. You know, it's it, a natural thing. It just you've tried to go longer before. Uh, I've had it longer, but it's a it's a long haul. You know, there's nothing that says I can't grow a long beard at work mm-hmm. or anything, but. I've got the longest beard. <laughs> you know, I've I've once uh, performed with an oboe player. Yeah. 
and uh, he has a beard about the same length as yours, but he he keeps like a, a small strand of it like extra long. He's got like a, a reverse rat tail. Right, right. Those are no good. No good. You don't yeah. approve. I would like the big, like he was talking, the big dwarf braids. Yeah. Now I believe in Honda they're throwing them at a, a chick's pon- their chick's braided pigtail. Right. right. This would be an inverse of that. Yeah. And I'm not just going to sit there while you throw axes. <laughs> Having seen you stagger around this room, I'm not convinced you could throw an axe effectively. That's probably true. I'd throw it and hit myself. Um, so, uh, Good question. Though. Yeah. Thank you, David, for uh, writing in. And if you would like to send us a question, you can send it to us at, uh, well, still questions at amigospodcast.com. Um, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Um, I'd like to thank. Uh, all the folks out there on YouTube Gaming that are watching us live, uh, Will and Neil and Henrik and uh, Brooke and Pishbot, David, uh, all of you guys, thanks for tuning in. All you people that are watching live and not in the chat, uh, we do this for you guys. So we uh, we tape every Thursday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern. If you, yeah, if you'd like to watch us live. Sometimes we start earlier, sometimes we start a little later, but I usually like to start stream at 5 I'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters. I would like to thank them so much that I will sing their names in the style of Steely Dan's Reeling in the Years. I hate that song. I hate that song. Lane, Eric, Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Humbert, Stodd, Josh, Nan, David McCrandles, Jason Warrens, Graham Vebke, Rob O'Hara, Paul Harrington, Lauren Giroux, Jonas Rulo, Kjolbjorn Barman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Wills, William Williams, Daniel Bingston, Old Branch Retro, and Vintage, Shadow Set in Bredowdy, Zeus Dead World of Long Plays, for in Game Footage. Like that? No, I thought you would. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan. How of do you that. not like that song? I just. I That's one of my top five songs of all time. That one is. Yeah, man. If I would have known you hated it so much, I would have brought my guitar. I can play the solo from it. Well, you could try to uh, enrage me. Isn't that <laughs> Isn't weird? That the point of the weird rap you stuck in the middle of. Wasn't that enraging enough? My God. <laughs> all right. So um, next week, Aaron, you have any idea what we're going to play? Um, I thought we would go with a. Strategy game, but it's a fun strategy game. It's called the Lost Vikings. Oh, never mind. I the take Lost back my. Vikings. I take back my derision. I'm also, all since about he talked about the beard, I was like, you know, the Vikings. That's the Lost a, Vikings, man. That's it. That's all right. How about you? Down with the clown. I'm down with the all clown. Right, the Lost Vikings. All right, guys. Until next time. Adios. Adios.